I'd like if you would to open your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 5. And I want to consider this morning the goodness of our Savior. Or maybe, as the disciples mentioned when they were in the ship, and they asked the question, what manner of man is this? We're given them the opportunity to consider the manner of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to take the occasion of the woman who took it upon herself to just touch the hem of his garment. She had a physical issue that had been bothersome for quite some time. And she was resolved, or it had determined, or was convinced that just to touch the border of his garment, not him himself, but just his clothes, I'd be healed. I'd like, to, I'd like for us to consider our Lord in this particular situation. You'll find this in part in Luke chapter 8 and also in Matthew chapter 9. But I want to concentrate in Matthew, or sorry, Mark chapter 5, and we'll read verses 24 through 34 of Mark chapter 5. Beginning at verse 24. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. Now, I read verse 24. It's not necessarily dealing with this particular case, but this is what happens just before. And just before this, a ruler of the synagogue comes to Jesus and approaches him with, his daughter is sick, nigh unto death. And we'll notice it says here in verse 24 that Jesus went with him. Okay, I'm going to your house with you. Let's go take care of this. Well, before he got there, this woman comes to him, or the situation we are concerned with, that follows. But I want us to look at the word thronged here, because that's an important word in this context. And a certain woman, a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered much things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, and she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I will be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed, and healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched me? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her 
that had done this deed. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him of all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Our Father and our God this morning, it is again our great privilege and we count it a great privilege, a great pleasure to meet with brothers and sisters in Christ, to spend our time with those of like faith and order, that we might comfort, we might strengthen, we might encourage one another. But Father, we oftentimes need much encouragement. The times in the world that we live in is not one of desire for us. We are not really that welcome in the culture in which we live. But Father, we can come among those that know you and know that we are at home. We can be at peace. We can be at comfort. Father, we thank you for every opportunity that you give us to meet together. Even if it were to be from house to house, comforting one another. And as long as, Father, you dig us, give us breath, give us the ability, may we take every opportunity to meet, to be together in fellowship and worship of you. Now, Father, we are mindful of those that have lost loved ones, each of us have lost one or more. And Father, we know that you know the grief. You know the hurt. And you can heal the hurt and strengthen the downhearted. May it even be so this morning. For Christ's sake. Amen. Basically, four things I want us to see this morning in the matter of our Lord in Christ. When we look at these verses and many others in the scriptures, we find that the Lord Jesus Christ went to where the people were. He made himself accessible to the people among whom he walked. Now this is partly by design. Because that was the design, that was the reason why the Father sent him. I'd like for us to note in the book of John chapter 5, and then I want to look at two verses. In John chapter 5, I wanted to consider verse 30 and verse 36. Christ speaking here says, I came... Of my own self, I came of my own self to do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. Then verse 36, 
Verse 36. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the work which the Father hath given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. When the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth, he came here not to do his pleasure. He came here not to do what he wanted to do. He came here not to say what he wanted to say. He came here to say and to do and to finish and to accomplish all that the Father had given him to do. And that very familiar verse in John chapter 3. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is why Christ came. The Father sent him to the people. He sent him to the world. The nations, the tribes, the kindreds, the tongues of the world that they might hear and know of him and believe upon him and have eternal life. But he did not sit back on a throne in an office and want people to come to him. He went where they were. You will notice if you were to go back in Mark chapter 5 in the beginning of the chapter, he is out among the people. He is among the multitudes. He is being pressed on all sides by a great number of people. He is accessible. As we noted earlier, Darius, the ruler of the synagogue, had a daughter that was sick. He wanted Christ to come and heal her that she might live and Jesus said okay let's go I'm going to your house I think it was Zacchaeus Zacchaeus climbed up in the sycamore tree being a little man he wanted to see Jesus what did the Lord do he looked up in the tree and said Zacchaeus come down I'm going to be in your house this evening. I'm going to spend my time with you. He walked among the huddled masses, the multitudes. I've never been there, but I understand there's a plaque, the Statue of Liberty, that says in part, bring me your huddled masses. The door is open for the downtrodden. You come. You know, symbolizing the, the United States. You come, we'll take in your poor, your dejected, your impoverished. We'll take them. The Lord Jesus Christ, that's the people he went to. But here, in this situation, this case, He is being swamped. I can I, I, I think of six flags or going to a ball game when you have a herd of people around you pushing you on all sides, all directions. 
But you know, the Lord did not say, give me some room, people. I can't breathe. I can't see what's going on. Give me some room. No, the Lord did not say that. He did not require room. He did not require space. I came with a job to do. I came to these people. I came to people just like this. How can I turn them away? How can I ask them to move away from me? If you wanted to go see J.B. Pritzker, or you wanted to go and see Parsons, the governor of Missouri, you have to call and make an appointment. You want to see the president or senator, you have to call and make an appointment and see if they can make room for you. Our Lord went to where they were and we have to make an appointment. He's always available. He invited people, come to me. And we find in the book of Matthew, chapter 11 and verse 28, come unto me all you the labor the heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. Because I've come here to provide you exactly what you need. I am here to meet your needs. That's my purpose. The Lord Jesus Christ was accessible. He was accessible to children. There's a case in Mark chapter 10. We won't turn there, but in verses 13 through 16, there came a time when the Lord was at a certain place and people began to bring their children to him for him to touch them and to pray for them. And his disciples weren't really crazy about the idea. In fact, they told the people basically, back off. And you'll find there that the Lord was greatly displeased. He wasn't not just happy. He was greatly displeased. Do not stop them from coming to me. I'm here for such as them. I'm here for children. And I'm here for the adults that can be like children and receive me, believe upon me, and be saved by me. That's why I'm here. I'm accessible. Let us consider Esther, or Ahasuerus, the book of Esther, chapter 4. And here in particular is verse 11. Again, we won't turn there. But in Esther chapter 4, in verse 11, in fact, yes, let's do turn there, because I think they say it better than I can. Esther chapter 4, and here, verse 11. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come under the king into the inner court who is not called there, there 
is one, I'm sorry, who is not called. There is one law of his to put him to death. Except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come into the king's into under the king these thirty days. Esther is telling Mordecai, Hey, don't you know? No one can approach the king unless he invites you. You approach him uninvited and his death. Mordecai, do you know what you're asking me to do? Well, that was a Ahasuerus. Our Lord and Savior does not have that provision. You come. My door is open. It is always there for you to approach me. Again, that is why I'm here. Secondly, you will find in our text that the Lord Jesus Christ was sensitive to the needs of the people. In particular, this one woman. Note if you would in Mark chapter 5 verse 30. And it says, And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue, and that word virtue means strength or power, hath gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched me? Now this takes on rather greater significance in verse 31. And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest a multitude, a multitude throng thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? Imagine. All of these people bumping him in the shoulders, pushing him from behind, but yet this woman didn't touch him. She touched his clothes. And he said, Who touched me? The disciples marveled. Come on. Are you really saying to us with all these people what one person touched you? The Lord did. He was beset by a multitude. But he was aware of this woman. Because something happened between him and that woman that the disciples didn't appreciate. That woman had faith in the fact that he could heal her. And when she touched his clothes, was healed. And in fact, I misquoted the verse. Go back to verse 30. He did not say who touched me. Who touched my clothes? Sensitivity. Now there's an old story. I think about Carol Burnett, her show, one time I watched it, where she was the princess in the pea. They put a pea in the bottom of a stack of mattresses. And the true princess could feel that little pea under all of those mattresses. Our Lord felt not his body being touched, but his clothes. He was so sensitive 
to the needs of this woman in particular. He knows those that are his. He knows his sheep. He knows when we have needs. He knows when we need strength. Virtue had gone out of him. He felt the power leave him and go into this woman. He availed himself to her to receive of him the strength to be healed. He healed her immediately. Another case of another woman, a Samaritan woman. You'll find her in John chapter 4, verse 1 through 31. Again, we're not going to turn there. But I, I want you to note, if you ever do, that in verse 4 of John chapter 4, the Lord Jesus Christ makes a statement. He says, I must needs go through Samaria. He had an appointment with that woman. Unbeknownst to the, to the woman. Unbeknownst to the disciples. He had an appointment. He knew he had to be there. I propose to you that he knew he had to be there for this woman that day, that hour, that point, at that time. There was an appointment for those two to meet. And when the, when the fullness of that appointment had come what was needful that he had to give her was given our Lord is sensitive Hebrews tells us we have not a high priest that cannot be touched by our infirmities by our hurts our pains our Lord is sensitive to us he's probably more sensitive to our needs than we are in fact, I know he is because he knew we needed salvation. We didn't. And he came to give what we needed at the appointed time. Did you know not one person is saved a minute before their purpose to? Each of us come to the Lord Jesus Christ in our own order at the time appointed by the Father way before the foundation of the world. And the Lord Jesus Christ is on time, every time, to meet every appointment. He is available. He is sensitive. He is caring. Also, he can do what man cannot do. Note in our text again, verses 25 and 29. And a woman a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind him and touched his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall Whole. We find here this woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. She has spent all of her resources 
trying to get healing. No physician could do anything for her. In fact, it says not only did she not get better, she got worse. And ladies and gentlemen, I would propose to you this morning that we're not much different than that woman. Because we spend so much time looking for help and support in the wrong places. Now that's not to say that people can't help us. I've called Mel with problems. Mel has been able to help me. You've gone to others for comfort. It's there. But you know, really, when man gets in a situation, it doesn't really get better in the long term. Because you have to visit that problem again. But when the Lord takes care of a matter, it's done. I don't believe this woman ever had that problem come back. She was healed. She was healed completely. And she was not healed after a long stretch of therapy and treatment. It says straightway she was healed. That word straightway means immediately and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was made healed of that plague immediately as I noted earlier I've been going to the doctor every year sometimes twice a year with a series of tests being run and a few of those times when I had those tests run, they found another problem. Starting from 2006 until 2012, for six years, I was going to the doctor regularly. And almost every time I went, they found another problem. So far since 2012, they haven't found any more. Does that mean they won't come back? Because something's going to take me out of this world. Some way or another, I am going to die unless the Lord returns. I understand that. But our Lord, right now, is here to immediately heal those that come to him for healing. When Mark, look if you would for just a moment in Mark chapter 2. Because again, this is part of his mission. This is part of his purpose in coming. Mark 2, begin our reading at verse 14. We'll read down through including verse 17. And as he passed by, he saw Levi. Let me sure I'm in the right place here. Before I keep reading. Yes, I'm in the right place. This Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of customs, and said unto him, Follow me. 
And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said to the disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? Jesus took it upon himself to answer that question for the disciples. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That is why he came. This woman, the physicians that she was going to, could do nothing for them. Our Lord says, I'm the physician. I'm the one they need to come to. And I came to call not the whole, but sinners to repentance. That's our greatest need, folks. Is to be healed of our sin. Lastly, I wanted to consider that our Lord is ever ready to listen. You ever have a time when someone's trying to tell you a story or trying to talk to you and you want to be any place else but there? You know, you really, uh, I'm not feeling this, but okay, I will, I'll tolerate it. Notice, look, at, look if you would in our text. In Mark chapter 5, notice verse, it was 23. First one, verse 23. And he besought him, again, this is Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue. And he besought him greatly, saying, My little girl lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she live. The Lord did not turn him away. He did not say, I'll hear you again of this matter. Come to me tomorrow or I'll get there later on this afternoon. He was ready to go right then and there. But I told you earlier that this appears also in the book of Luke. Turn to Luke chapter 8. In Luke 8, I want you to notice, if you would, verse 47. We're again, we're talking about this, the woman with the issue of blood. Luke gives a little detail, or more detail than Mark did on this particular matter, on this point. And the woman saw that she was not hid. When she saw that what she did was not a secret, the Lord knew about it. He was aware she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Evidently, this woman, after the Lord turned and asked, who touched my clothes? She knew something. The Lord who she was he was aware 
and she rehearsed to him the last 12 years of her life all that happened and he listened to every word she said now I'm sure that there were people that were around that I don't want to hear this I got my own problems but again our Lord was there particularly for that woman and for Jarius because you'll find later on in chapter 5 of Mark he goes to the house and heals the daughter as well. But he listens. He wants to listen. He wants us to come to him. In closing, I want us to turn to the book of 1 Kings. In 1 Kings, I want us to begin in chapter 8. And it will be a somewhat of a lengthy reading, but after I'm through reading, I'm going to sit down. But 1 Kings chapter 8, beginning at verse 30. And hearken thou to the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray towards this place. And hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. For if any man trespass against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him, to cause him to swear an oath and to come before thine ear in the house. Then hear thou in heaven. Listen, hear from heaven. And do and judge thy servants condemning the wicked to bring his way up on his, ha- on his head and justify the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. When thy people Israel be smitten, smitten down before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sins of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou thou gavest unto them, unto the and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee, if they pray towards this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, when thou afflicted them, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sins of thy servants and of thy people Israel, that they should teach them the good way, wherein they should walk, and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. For there be in the land famine, for there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locusts, or if there be caterpillars, if their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands towards this house, 
Then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest. For thou, even thou only, knowest the heart of all the children of men. I'm going to stop there. Do you get the point? Even from heaven, we're heard. The Lord has been for nigh on to better than 2,000 years seated at the right hand of God in heaven. And you know, he hears every petition. The Father tells us, boldly, come before his throne. We're on earth. We have no idea how far heaven is out. But wherever it is, he hears us. We have a God and a Savior that is available, sensitive, hearing, listening, and above all things else, he's forgiving. Are you forgiven this morning?